I've been scared a lot in my business. Scared of not making enough money, scared of the competition, scared of using up my good ideas, scared of running out of energy, scared of embarrassing myself. What do these fears have in common? They all come from a scarcity mindset. And frankly, it's one of the biggest things that will hold you back in business and in life. So in this episode of the Workshop Weekly Podcast, I'm going to share some super powerful mindset shifts you can start making today to get a rock solid foundation for going after all of your big shiny goals. I'll show you how to flip limited thinking into an abundance mindset that has no limits. And once you've mastered it, it will completely set you free. Does that sound good to you? I thought it might. Let's do this. You're listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. Around here, we believe that taking imperfect action rules. So we're creating space for you to dive in and fast track your success one workshop at a time. Now, refill your coffee cup, grab your notebook, and get ready to join in on your weekly training, listen to meaningful conversation, and learn from industry experts. Here's your host, Kelly Lawson. Well, hello there. It's Kelly here, and I'm delighted to welcome you back to our 10th episode of the Workshop Weekly Podcast. This week, we're talking about limiting beliefs. Now, you may not realize it, but you might be holding on to limiting beliefs about what you're capable of and about what you see others doing that you aren't. And maybe that's affecting how you show up in the world. Actually, it's a cold hard fact that mindset can radically affect the course of your life. It's hugely important, but also kind of ephemeral and slippery too. Mindset can be a tough thing to nail down and discovering and changing it is a lifelong journey on the path to self-awareness. So don't worry if it doesn't happen for you overnight. The important thing is that you're here today and you're taking a big first step to conquering your own mindset. And I think you deserve a little cred for tuning in here today. Truly, awareness is the first step. So get a load of this. There is overwhelming research on mindset that shows the way you think about yourself and the world can drastically change the way you learn, how you handle stress, how you create success, your resilience, and even your immune system capability. Crazy, right? You guys, mindset is no joke. Your mindset can affect the way you show up in the world in every way, how you approach relationships, how you approach your finances, your mental health, and the wrong mindset, well, it can easily cripple your ability to tackle your goals. And you want to hear the craziest part? It may not always feel like it, but you are 100% in the driver's seat with this mindset thing. That's right. You can actively choose your mindset. So in today's episode, we're going to tackle one of the biggest, baddest mindsets there is. We're going to kick that old limiting mindset to the curb, and we're going to replace it with a limitless, generous, expansive, abundance mindset. And I'm telling you right now, once you conquer this one shift in your mindset, it will set you completely free. I promise. So let's dig in. First, I want to make sure you understand the scarcity mindset. Ick. I feel small and stressed just saying it. The scarcity mindset comes from a place of fear. Fear of the money running out, fear of failure, fear of getting left behind in some way, either in business or in relationships. And the thing that drives the scarcity mindset is the belief that there is only so much success or money or recognition or happiness or clients or whatever it is that you desire to go around. And 
Someone who is ruled by scarcity always feels like she is fighting for her fair share of these limited resources. Ugh, sounds exhausting, doesn't it? It is, but there is a better way. Allow me to introduce you to scarcity's much more pleasant counterpart, abundance. Now, an abundance mindset operates from a place of plenty, from a perspective where you believe that there is enough success or money or clients or happiness or accolades or whatever for everyone. In fact, with an abundance mindset, you believe that there is more than enough for everyone to go around and that we can all succeed together. So this abundance mindset is what we are after here today. If you can cultivate this state of mind, you'll experience amazing benefits. You'll worry less, you'll genuinely cheer others on, and you'll find that you attract the things that you want in this life in a more natural and organic way. Now, doesn't that just sound oh so much better than stressing and fighting over scraps? I thought so. Stephen Covey, that leadership guru guy, coined the term abundance mentality or abundance mindset in his 1989 bestseller, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is highly recommended reading, by the way. I'll link to that in my show notes for this episode. Anyway, Stephen Covey defined the abundance mindset simply as a concept in which a person believes they have enough resources and successes to share with others. In his book, he contrasts it with the scarcity mindset, you know, the one where you're creating destructive and unnecessary competition, the one that says if someone else wins or is successful, then you must lose. But this scenario leaves out a really important fact, the fact that it is very possible that all parties can win in some way or another in any given situation. It's not a zero-sum game of winners and losers, you guys. Like, this isn't the Oscars or the Super Bowl, although wouldn't it be fun if we did get to have a big fancy party with a red carpet and fancy dresses? <laughs> Anyway, since Covey's book came out, fostering an abundance mindset has become pretty popular in both personal and spiritual developments. It's not hard to see why. An abundance mindset lets you live an unlimited, full, and satisfying life, exude happiness despite circumstance, give and receive affection, and items of high value with ease, feel plentiful, creative, and inspired, take full advantage of and enjoy new opportunities that come your way, create memorable and meaningful life experiences and feel secure and confident in your life endeavors and create successful outcomes. Well, that all sounds pretty freaking awesome to me. And I can tell you from personal experience, this abundance mindset is 100% possible. It's something that I've been able to cultivate in my own life and business. So I'm going to walk you through the steps I took to foster abundance mindset in my own life. Because I know that of late, for some reason, this abundance mindset thing gets a bad rap and I don't get it. This stuff works. Stay with me. And remember, this is a work in progress. It's ongoing. Some days are easier than others. So are there still days when I feel small and shitty? Of course. Are there moments when less than abundant thinking creeps in? Absolutely. But over time, I've noticed myself getting better at, well, noticing these self-defeating trains of thought and redirecting them. Now, don't worry if this all seems like a lot to remember. You can always grab the workbook that goes with this episode as a free download in the show notes. Just go to kellylawson.ca slash blog slash 010 to find it. And you can either follow along as you listen, or if you're listening on the go, no problem. Just hop over and grab the workbook afterwards. 
I want to interrupt for a quick sec to tell you about a product that I've recently come across. I have never been a fan of wearing pantyhose. Most of the time after one wash, they would pill and tear. And honestly, it always just felt like an enormous waste of money to own them. Then came Sheertex. The strongest pantyhose in the world delivered right to my door in the cutest little box. Their fibers don't exist anywhere else on the market. They actually miniaturize the fibers used in bulletproof vests to create a knit just as strong as the people who wear them. You basically have to be Hulk to rip these things. And they have quickly converted me into a person that raves endlessly about my shears. I don't want you to miss out. So head over to kellylawson.ca slash sheertex, S-H-E-E-R-T-E-X, and use the code kellyslawson10 to save 10% on your new pair of shears today. Okay, so here are my top five tips for cultivating an abundance mindset. The first thing you need to do is become fully aware of your thoughts. I don't mean for you to hang off of every word your lovely brain conjures. Instead, I mean, I want you to be more aware of when you might be creating thought patterns that look like scarcity. When you find yourself circling thoughts of jealousy or fear or not enoughness, these are all thoughts of scarcity. When you feel yourself heading down that trap, I want you to take notice. Don't judge, just notice. Acknowledging these types of thoughts is the first step towards shifting them toward abundance. I caught myself heading in this direction a few weeks ago. I was scrolling social media one day and I saw an offer from another photographer. It was an offer that appeared to be directed at my exact ideal client and it was for less money than I would normally charge. With a scarcity mindset, I felt compelled to keep up with that. I believed that I needed to put out a similar offer and so I did. But then I realized I was only doing this based on the actions of another photographer and not based on my own goals and aspirations. I sidetracked my own focus and my own business strategy because of my scarcity mindset. And not only did it take me completely off course, it didn't feel right. It wasn't the type of offer that my clients were used to seeing from me. So if you find you're getting less than amazing results in an area in your life and you're getting down on yourself, ask yourself, are my thoughts about this based on fear and scarcity? If so, then ask yourself, what do I need to do to shift my mindset to abundance? We are going to begin this workshop by writing down, or if you're driving, saying out loud, our scarcity-based beliefs to give them life. Okay, so we're working on awareness, paying attention to destructive scarcity thoughts. The next step toward adopting an abundance mindset is to practice gratitude. I have so many friends that are so good at this. It is inspiring. And one of these years, I'm totally going to join in on their 356 Days of Gratitude Challenge, where they acknowledge something they're grateful for, however big or small, each and every day. It might be something as simple as, I'm grateful for the bottle opener in my drawer that enables me to enjoy delicious wine, to I am grateful to have the means to buy a bottle of wine, to deeper stuff like, I'm grateful for the love and belonging in my life. I'm grateful for my relationships with my friends who can share in this bottle of wine. Practicing gratitude is one of the most powerful tools for creating those good feels like abundance and happiness. There are tons of studies on the power of gratitude and our sense of well-being. Oprah was one of the first people I came across who advocated for the power of gratitude by keeping a gratitude journal. It's simple. Every morning, you write down three to five things that you're grateful for. As Oprah says, if you look at what you have in life, you will always have more. If you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. 
Oprah, if you're listening, thanks for the tip. (laughs) Just kidding. She's not listening. And Tony Robbins, that terrifyingly energetic motivational speaker guy, also advocates for gratitude. Tony says that when you are grateful, fear disappears and abundance appears. Sounds good, Tone. Sign me up. I want to challenge you to give this a try in your own life. I'm going to do it too. Here's our plan. Keep a gratitude journal writing down what you're genuinely grateful for every single day. Aim to write down 10 things if you can. If you get stuck, remember to list the simple things that often get overlooked, such as the bed you sleep in, the hot shower you had that morning, the clean air you breathe, or just the chance to live another day. I really don't want you to skip this step. So in your workbook or even on a scrap piece of paper, or if you're feeling extra keen, put it in a social media post. I want you to take a minute to write down or say out loud 10 things that you can think of that you're grateful for right now, however big or small. It's okay. Hit pause and do it. I'll wait. Then I want you to keep doing this every single day. Start your day with it. If you have to go out and buy yourself a pretty notebook as a treat to get motivated, go do that. It might seem silly at first, but starting your day with an attitude of gratitude is very important. Okay, step three, recognize the unlimited possibilities you have in your life. The enemy of abundance is not seeing what you already have. One fun Harvard study found that when people focus intently on one particular thing, like landing a dream client or hitting your next revenue milestone, the other possibilities right in front of us can go completely unnoticed. It can show up kind of like this. When you realize something important is missing in your life, your brain can only seem to focus on that one thing. Maybe it's money you're lacking or time or love or just the latest gadget that other people seem to have. If you're fixating on what's missing in your life, you're actually missing what isn't missing in your life. Sure, focus is important, but sometimes we get so laser beamed on one thing, it blinds us from other possibilities in life. When this happens, it's important to loosen your mind's focus so your sense of possibility and opportunity can get bigger, not smaller. Simply put, this loosened mindset will foster an abundance mentality. I know this might sound a little vague. Loosened mindset? Say what? Stay with me. Here's what you need to do. Every day, I want you to take 10 or 15 minutes to be somewhere quiet and peaceful, like maybe the bathtub. Okay, I'm projecting this is my favorite place to decompress. It might look different for you. Maybe you've got a regular meditation practice. If you do, that's great, but also not necessary. If the thought of meditating makes you edgy, don't worry. The whole idea is just to dedicate some time every day to clear your mind and allow new and abundant ideas and possibilities to come to light. For example, back in the day when I worked in corporate healthcare, after a few years into my career, I felt totally stuck. I felt like I had sold myself short. I'd spent seven years earning the educational credentials to do a job I wasn't happy doing. Every day I would drive to work and my self-talk in my head was dismal. This was it for me. I had put all of my eggs into this basket. I had committed to this career. I had invested in this path. I couldn't leave it. That was my limiting belief. And at that time in my life, it took people outside of me to say, hey, you're good at this other thing. Why don't you charge money for it? This snapped me out of the scarcity mindset and got me thinking, hey, there are other possibilities. There are other things that I'm good at. This was the beginning of me taking action and starting a business. But without an open and abundant mind, I might have never gotten here. 
Maybe your time to reframe scarcity and limiting beliefs is during your commute to work like it was for me or something like that. The point is, I really want you to take the time to think about alternate opportunities in your business and in your life, the kind that you can get excited about. And remember to acknowledge how many possibilities and opportunities there are available to you. Even if you aren't taking action on these, they can help you foster abundance. I used to feel like I lived in a perpetual Groundhog Day. Every Sunday, I would need to sit down and take time to think about what I would cook for the week, make a list of what groceries I would need to buy, and then go spend hours at the grocery store collecting the ingredients, sometimes needing to visit two or three places to find everything I needed. And still, we felt like we were eating the same meals over and over. Enter HelloFresh. The meals are pre-planned, the groceries are gathered, and everything I need to prepare delicious meals for my family is dropped off at my door once per week. We are discovering new delicious recipes every week. I am getting the hours of meal prep time back. There is no food waste. And best of all, every meal can be prepared in just 30 minutes. Visit kellylawson.ca slash HelloFresh to check out some of my favorite meals and save $40 on your first box. That's kellylawson.ca slash HelloFresh. Moving on to step four, cultivate and share your passions and purpose. Remember back in episode one, which was all about tackling imposter syndrome, where I asked you to write down all of your accolades, all of the things you are good at, and that you may or may not have been acknowledged for over the years? Remember how I told you what a total keener I was at school and how I wrote that down because I think it shows up in how I run my business and who I am today? Well, understanding the things that you're great at and that you love to do is an excellent way to foster confidence and believe in yourself. So we're going to revisit that exercise. Only this time, I want you to write down what you're good at and write down what you love to do. There's a place in this episode's workbook for this, or you can just rip out a piece of paper. Either way, I want you to write them down. Then take the worksheet or paper and stick it to your computer monitor or any other place where you'll see it often. And if you're driving or on a treadmill right now, well, obviously don't try writing it down, but you can do the exercise by saying it out loud and then you can just write it down later. The sweet spot where what you love to do and what you're good at converge is your unique value. If you want to take this exercise a step further, I would love to see you share your unique value with the world in some way, maybe through a blog or social media posts. Maybe you offer a workshop or an online course. Whatever it is, I want you to know and acknowledge that you have unique skills to offer the world. And if you're hiding behind them, it may be contributing to that scarcity mindset or negative self-talk. I've also included an abundant personal brand questionnaire in the workbook to get your engines turning. My ask is that you take consistent action on the steps in order to share your unique value with the world. Okay? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Step five, create mastery experiences for yourself. I know what you're thinking. What the heck are mastery experiences, Kelly? Okay, let me explain. Mastery experiences are past experiences of success that create mastery in one area. For example, according to another one of my favorites, Marie Forleo, you can do whatever you set your mind to if you just roll up your sleeves, get in there, and do the work. Everything is figureoutable, according to Marie. No matter what you're facing, you have what it takes to figure anything out and become the person you're meant to be. The best way to create self-efficacy, which is 
the deep knowledge that you can create whatever you want in life and live abundantly is to consciously create mastery experiences. Think of a big goal or a little goal that you want to achieve. Now, write down a list of the small actions that you need to take to get there and be realistic about how much time you'll need to accomplish each one. Now, transfer these smaller steps to whatever project management software you use or onto your calendar if you need to, to check it off each day. And soon you'll have reached your goal creating a mastery experience for yourself. And these experiences build the confidence that you need to go after those bigger, scarier goals. Trust me. Don't you just love checking boxes, by the way, like on a checklist of things that you've accomplished? Or is that just me? Okay, never mind. Moving on. (laughs) Okay, step number six is simply watch what you say. The language you use and what you tell yourself and others shapes your reality. So tell me, are you telling yourself stories of scarcity or stories of abundance? When you're in a conversation with a friend or with your own thoughts, pay attention to what you say about your experience and beliefs. When you find yourself talking about something that you can't have or be or do, even though it's what you actually desire, I want you to stop yourself. Have the courage to say, actually, I'm just going to take that back because that's a scarcity mentality and I'm creating an abundance mentality or something like that. Then say something that is possible from an abundance mentality. It's okay to correct yourself. You're just learning. And as most of you probably already know, I live in Canada and for about five months of the year, we live under a frozen tundra of ice and snow and sometimes cold winds. And it's really easy to fall into a scarcity mindset with just the weather alone here. It is not uncommon to run into friends on the street or wherever and indulge in a conversation about how disabling weather can be. But winter with an abundance mindset is full of magic and fun. There are so many amazing winter sports. The snow and ice can be beautiful. It covers the earth with the most gorgeous color palette, just saying. And for those of us who prefer to be indoors, it's also a super amazing excuse to nest. That's what we should be talking about, right? Not how disabling the weather is. So remember earlier when I asked you to write down your scarcity-based beliefs, now I want you to go back to those and write down or say out loud the opposite of those. So for example, if you wrote something like, there's too much competition, nobody will care about what I'm doing. Beside that, you're going to write, competition is good. It helps to create an awareness and demand for what I'm doing. And there is enough success for all of us or something like that. Have you guys seen my new website? It's pretty gorgeous. And if I know you, you're probably feeling like your website isn't as good as you'd like it to be, and you're struggling a little to find the perfect solution. Well, my friend, I have some advice for you. Get a tonic site. Until I discovered tonic, I was on that struggle bus too. And my tonic site has forever changed the way I show up online and in my business. Tonic sites are completely customizable, they're code-free, and built with all the best marketing strategies in mind. It's time for you to have a site that looks just as good and probably even better than others in your industry so you can finally stand out in a way that's perfectly unique to you. And today, I'm giving you that extra little nudge that I think you've been waiting for. Save 15%, that's up to $200 on your new site. Just go to kellylawson.ca slash tonic site to find your perfect site and use the code Kelly Lawson to save 15% on your gorgeous new site today. 
time for my personal favorite. Step number seven, think like a beginner. An abundance mentality craves learning and growth. It requires an underlying understanding that you don't know everything, even about topics you may have mastered or that you identify as being really good at. The beginner's mindset is about having an attitude of openness and enthusiasm and willingness to override your preconceptions just as a true beginner would, no matter how learned or experienced you may be. Photography is a super good example because there is endless learning in this topic. There's the technicalities of getting the right shot. There's understanding the camera and all of the accessories available on the market. There's landscape photography and fashion photography and architectural photography. Then there's the business of photography and the artistry of creative expression and marketing and the list goes on. There is a never ending sea of learning opportunities that comes with almost every topic in life. And yes, there is more for you to learn. And yes, the world is your oyster. And yes, you should be totally excited about this. Decide to learn something new that puts you in the uncomfortable state of not knowing. It may be learning something new in your industry or a new hobby or a new language or even starting a passion project. Anything that sounds interesting and forces you to learn. I put a section in the workbook for you to write down ideas of new things you'd like to learn. I know we all have a someday list. Maybe it's something that's been sitting on the back burner. I think it's time to bring those forward. Okay, step number eight is for those days you might be feeling a little down in the dumps. Step eight is focus on what's going right. We humans have a tendency to notice what's bad more easily than what's good. Remember my example about our harsh Canadian winters? Giving what is negative in your life or environment more attention is not completely your fault. Your brain is actually wired that way. Ancestors who were quick to see threats were more likely to survive and pass along their DNA than those who were like, oh, that rustle in the bushes? Eh, I'm sure it's nothing. Noticing negative is actually our brain's way of protecting us, but optimists rely on an abundance mindset and lead better, longer lives. So thanks a lot, evolution. Here's what you can do. The next time you think you have a problem or something doesn't seem to be going quite right, look at the problem from a larger, more holistic perspective. Instead of focusing on what's going wrong and trying to fix the problem, focus instead on what's actually going right as it relates to the topic or situation. Then brainstorm ways to support that even further. So I'm going to give an example here that's a little bit painful. Recently, I booked four hotel rooms online for a girl's weekend getaway. A bunch of girlfriends and I do this about once a quarter in a nearby city that's central for all of us. We all live about 400 kilometers apart. So we book it in the city that's in between all of us. Six days later, we ended up canceling this reservation because our plans changed. One of the girls couldn't make it and another one was her mother. And basically, we just decided, no biggie, let's just shoot for another date so we can all go. And I said, I'll cancel the rooms. They were booked on my credit card. But when I dug in, apparently I had missed the fine print that the rooms were prepaid and non-refundable. And despite calling the front desk and the manager on duty at the hotel, they just weren't willing to do anything about it. And I lost $700. Like when I tell you this, doesn't it make you feel frustrated? So it killed me because I hadn't honestly seen that the rooms that I booked were non-refundable. In fact, I didn't know about that at all until I went back to the page where I booked and there it was in print next to the book now button 
and I went into fight or flight mode in an attempt to make this known and posted about it on social media. In this situation, it was really easy for me to feel angry and mistreated. It sent me into this dark negative place. Like I felt like I was tricked, like the website had tricked me out of my $700. But here's what went right. People had my back. Like there were 188 comments on the thread where I posted about it within a couple of hours. And finally, the hotel listened to my experience and I did get my money back. I am grateful because I realized they weren't obligated to do this. Sales pages can be sneaky, you guys. So first of all, this is my PSA to remind you that when you have hot fingers like I do for booking or buying things online, make sure you read the terms all the way through. Or better yet, just call the hotel and make it clear that you want to book the standard rate so that you can cancel if your plans change. I do not want you to make the same mistake I did. Okay, moving on. Anyway, as soon as I was able to step back and see that my community had my back and that the company was listening, the opportunity to ask for an acceptance in this case presented itself and worked in my favor. But even before getting the refund, there were things that were going right that were impossible for me to see in my anger and negativity over the situation. It is no secret at all that I love to shop. When I find something I love, I buy it in every color and I live in it. Generally speaking, I dress for casual style and comfort, but I also invest in pieces that go with everything else in my closet. I guess I'm a lover of leverageability in all areas of life. I get asked a lot where I got my clothing items and I try to tag these products as I post them online. But for those of you that want to get a better look at what I'm adding to my capsule each season, head to kellylawson.ca slash mystyle. I'll add the latest and greatest fashion items as I find them and link to the best deals I can find. So make sure you check in regularly and happy shopping workshop warriors. Last one, step nine is to create abundance affirmations. Okay, so this one makes me giggle a little because it makes me think of Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live back in the day. Does anybody remember Stuart Smalley? I'm probably dating myself here, but for those of you who don't know what the heck I'm talking about, Stuart Smalley was a character on Saturday Night Live that used to have a mock self-help show called Daily Affirmations with Stuart Smalley. And in his skits, he would look in the mirror at his own reflection and say things to himself like, I am good enough, I am smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. And yes, it was funny. And yes, I would giggle at his sketches every time. And here's the thing, Mr. Stuart Smalley was onto something. And by the way, bonus points for anybody who recited those affirmations along with me because you're so familiar with the skit. Research from Carnegie Mellon University found that positive affirmations can actually improve your problem-solving skills and decrease stress. Using affirmations can help shift your mentality from scarcity to abundance. And this takes me back to my occupational therapy days and cognitive behavioral therapy, but that's for a whole other episode. What I want you to do is make a list of your fears around a particular problem or about life in general that may be coming from a scarcity mentality. Then I want you to write down what you think is going to happen from your voice of fear and scarcity. So for example, I could run out of money. Then I want you to write down the opposite or what you deeply desire. For example, I could reach and exceed my financial goals. Use the second list as your own personal list of daily affirmations. 
Okay, there's a place in the workbook for you to go do this as well. Simply head over to kellylawson.ca slash blog slash 010 to grab it. Got it? Good. Okay, so to recap, the first thing I need you to do is to start by becoming fully aware of your thoughts. Don't judge them. Don't knock them. Just pay attention to them. The next step is to practice gratitude. Step three is to recognize the unlimited possibilities that you have in your life. Then step four is to cultivate and share your passions and purpose. Step five is to create mastery experiences for yourself. And step number six is simply watch what you say. Step number seven is my favorite and it's to think like a beginner. Step number eight is for those days you might be feeling a little down in the dumps and I want you then to focus on what is going right. And ta-da! Step number nine is all about creating abundance affirmations. I totally get that this might feel overwhelming and kind of unnatural at first, but I promise these steps really work. These little daily actions can really add up to a big shift. You can make the decision to start living a life of healthy abundance today just by taking one small step and tomorrow another small step and the next day another one and so on. You'll be abundant snowballing in no time. As you begin to expand your awareness, you'll get better and better at noticing those sneaky little scarcity mentality devils trying to bring you down. The best defense against them is to just keep using these action steps every day, even when it feels awful. Catch yourself, stop yourself, correct yourself, rinse and repeat. Before you know it, you'll find an abundance mindset edging out the little devils naturally. Okay, so now you've got everything you need to get that abundance mindset that is necessary for success and happiness. Along with understanding the power of mindset, you've got nine simple ways you can start immediately to cultivate more motivation, gratitude, and self-confidence in your life. Before you know it, you'll find yourself naturally thinking in their powerful patterns, I promise. And remember, you possess something special and the world needs your magic. Please don't hold back. There is enough success for you and all of those lovely humans that you are comparing yourself to. You've totally got this. I believe in you, my workshop warrior. And I'll see you back here next week as you keep building the life and business of your dreams. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. If you like our show and want to know more, check out www.theworkshopweekly.com or leave a review on iTunes. And we'll see you next week for another action-packed episode, you workshop warrior you.